Good morning. So uh, when it came to the chance to preach on holiness, I thought, who better to preach on holiness than um, Josie? And um, so I'm glad she started the series so brilliantly last week. And um, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, I just encourage you to go back, listen to it. It's all online. You can listen. And uh, I'd just like to put a big shout out to our sister-in-law who listens every single week to the Light Church podcast down in Reading. So, Joe, if you're listening to this, please send me a text. And, um, but, yeah, just to get on there and listen to it. So, she, Josie taught us last week, if you weren't here, that God makes us holy when we come to Christ. And that when God makes something holy, such as the Sabbath day that he made holy or the ground that Moses stood on, that when he makes something holy, he expects our behavior to follow in that light. And so I'm going to build on that. I'm going to look at a couple of verses from um, the first book of Peter, and then we're going to look at some verses from um, the book of Colossians. Um, so those of you that are new to Christianity, uh, the kind of the early church wrote a lot of letters to each other, which then kind of became the Bible, believing them to be kind of divine, and they can speak to us of what God wants to say to us. And one of those letters was written by a guy called Peter, who was kind of seen as like really the head of the early church. And um, so he wrote this letter. Uh, and, and the verses are from the first chapter and uh, verses 14, 15, and 16. So he says this, and we believe this still speaks to us today. It says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For... It is written, you come across that quite a lot in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, referring to what has normally been written in the Old Testament. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. And so as we kind of go through this work and we go through this series, um, it's really important that before we even kind of start making resolutions to be more holy, you know, not watching certain films or, you know, stop secretly looking up porn or being less rude to our spouse, before we kind of get there, we need to kind of understand what holy means so that we can take this verse of be holy because I am holy. We can take it seriously and we can kind of really enter into what God wants for us. So the word holy is one of those words that in the English language has kind of come to mean something that perhaps it wasn't exactly what it meant back then. That just happens with language. Words take on different meanings over time, don't they? And the word that kind of Peter is referring to here is a word that the, the, in Hebrew, and the word is kadosh. <laughs> they have such good words. They really do. It sounds like a superhero, kind of like kadosh, doesn't it? And, um, and, and this kind of word, I'm going to tell you what, what it means. It's been the same way that we have stood here today or sat here and we have sung holy, holy, holy. So the Jewish people, in fact, Jewish people all over the world will actually kind of yesterday, most likely, have been, we've been singing holy, 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 but in Hebrew. And um, I just want to play a very, very short clip of uh, a, Jewish, a Jewish kind of priest who is worshipping Yahweh. So you can hear this word sung, okay? Now, when I first watched it, I kind of thought it was a bit funny. Then I realized watching someone else worship shouldn't be funny. Oh, dear, I'm not very holy. Anyway, but just kind of watch it. I think it'll, it'll, it'll do something. 
comes in, comes in a minute, you'll spot the word kadosh. to sing it. Anybody else want to sing it? Kadosh. We need Ben Hall here, don't we? Where's, where's Ben when we need him to kind of like do our own version of this? This word kadosh. You know, when we think holy, we tend to kind of just think, we, we just often think without sin, okay? Someone who's holy is someone who doesn't do things wrong. But this word kadosh has so much more to it. It means to be set apart for a special purpose. Kadosh, set apart for a special purpose. When it says in Genesis, in the story that tells about the kind of creation of the world, it says by the seventh day God finished his work he'd been doing. And on the seventh day rested. And it says that God blessed the seventh day and he made it kadosh. He blessed the seventh day and he made it kadosh. He made it holy. That doesn't mean he made it a day where sin wasn't possible. It means that he set it apart. It was to be different. And he set it apart for a special purpose and a sacred purpose. He set it apart. So in 1 Peter 1.13, it says, Be holy because I am holy. Be kadosh because I am kadosh. Be set apart because I am set apart. And in that place where, where it says, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. When he says it's written, he's quoting two places in a book called Leviticus, which is way back at the beginning of the Old Testament. Well, not right at the beginning, fairly near the beginning. He's quoting two places where God had been kind of giving instructions to the Israelite people to be set apart and be different. He wanted these people to be different. And this was kind of like the Israelites' kind of interpretation of what God wanted them to say. But just to give you an idea that holiness isn't just about not sinning, okay? So in Leviticus 11... uh, If you read it, in fact, you should read Leviticus 11 because it's really, it's almost quite amusing to kind of like watch all the instructions that these Israelites people are living under. But effectively, it's a whole chapter about what you can and can't eat. And it's normally to do with kind of what the feet of the animals are like and whether they're, what sort of hooves and sorts of things they've they've got. And and, and just to give you a summary, um, don't eat rabbits, yes, don't eat pigs, but locusts and grasshoppers are fine. Okay? So all of you that are doing uh, veganuary, yeah? No pigs, no rabbits, but lo- no, maybe you probably can't even eat locusts, can you? It's a bit strange. And you read all these things, and then right in the middle of that, it says, be holy because I am holy. It's a bit like, 
okay, what's going on here? But really kind of what God was doing is he, he, was, he, was, he was kind of saying to people, be different, be set apart. Now, if you go to the other place it's quoted, Leviticus 19, much easier to get your head around. It really is. It's the stuff we would expect to see there. It's about respecting your parents, not stealing, not lying, giving to the poor, seeking justice, not gossiping, not hating, not bearing grudges, loving your neighbor, along with a few others like don't get tattoos and don't clip the sides of your beards. So um, bad news for all you hipsters in the room. Um, but really kind of all God was saying there and says today was be set apart. Be kadosh. Just as he who called you is set apart, so be set apart in all you do. For it is written, be set apart because I am set apart. God's call for all of us is to be holy. Now when you think of that, even this morning, I tell you, when we started singing holy, holy, Having spent some time on this, this, this is bigger and better than anything. Previously, I kind of just thought, you know, be holy, be, be, be kind of good and don't do, don't do bad things and don't sin because God is someone who doesn't sin and doesn't do bad things. And, and that was what I was singing about. But no, this set-apartness, this otherness, so much bigger and so much more glorious He called the Sabbath day set apart. He called the Sabbath day holy. Why? So that we have a day that is set apart for a special purpose, that is dedicated to God, both the worship of God and the enjoyment of God. In the same way as the Sabbath day was created to be set apart and be holy, so are you. You are called to be set apart, to be dedicated to God for a special purpose. That you might worship God, that you might enjoy God, and that we might be bringers of God's life into this world. So when it comes to being holy, when it comes to being holy... I believe it is so much more than not doing stuff. It says in Philippians 2 verse 15, and I love this as a bit of a pictorial image of what God wants our lives to be. It calls on us to shine like stars in the sky. That is what holy things do. Our holy God shines in this world like a star in the sky. And in us and all our fallenness and brokenness, he calls on us to shine like a star in the sky as well. You know, when it comes to kind of holiness and holy people, <clears throat> I'm sure if you were to do like a poll out there as to who's the holiest person in the world, the Pope would probably win, okay? Probably. Um, and... Um, I, I, I'd always understood that actually the Catholics had a doctrine that the Pope was unable to sin. And um, they, they don't actually uh, have that doctrine. But I think there's a lot of people think that he is someone who can kind of live a perfect, sinless life. 
Uh, and it's a bit like, I don't think that is, I don't think any of us human beings are kind of capable of doing this. But growing up, I've always kind of had, had, had this view of the Pope as like this kind of holy person who never does anything wrong. Yeah? Because isn't that what holy means? To never do anything wrong. And then Pope Francis comes along. And I believe starts to show the world in the same way that Jesus did what holy is really about. Set apart for a special purpose. I believe this is a little bit of what holy looks like. Let me just play this short clip. Pope Francis was welcomed with this greeting from the prison director at Regina Coeli Penitentiary. The Pope chose the Roman prison to celebrate the Mass of the Lord's Supper, a ceremony that includes the rite of the washing of the feet. First, Pope Francis chose to explain the meaning of this gesture. All'entrata della cassa c'erano gli schiavi che lavavano i piedi. Era l'ufficio di schiavi, ma era un servizio, un servizio fatto da schiavi. E Gesù volle fare questo servizio per darci un esempio di come noi dobbiamo servirci gli uni gli altri. He also told them Jesus' gesture with his apostles is the same gesture they had received during this Holy Week ceremony. Il segnale che Gesù ci serve oggi qui in Regina Celi è che ha voluto scegliere 12 di voi come 12 apostoli per lavare i piedi. Later, Pope Francis, with towel in hand, bent down to carry out the rite of the washing of the feet, the same gesture of one who came to serve, not to be served. On the day of brotherly love, the Pope washed the feet of these 12 men, eight Catholics, two Muslims, one Orthodox, and one Buddhist. You go into a prison and you kneel in front of people who maybe have very little in common with you in terms of what they believe. You wash their feet. You kiss those feet. Who knows what they did? Who knows what crime they had committed? That is Kadosh. Faraha's parents. Yes, it is kadosh to bring your children up to spend time together, worshiping and praying. And oh, they've made all us parents feel complete failures by telling us that. It is, it is to pray and it is to worship. But then it's to step into the midst of some of the most extreme conflict ever. And say, I'm here on behalf of the Prince of Peace. With a new way. Kadosh, to be holy. Yes, yes, of course it is to leave 
sin behind anything that would ruin and steal and destroy. But it is so much bigger. And it is so much more glorious being holy. I want to turn to Colossians 3. Because I also want to make this really practical. Josie gave you the homework last week of considering what a pursuit of holiness might mean for you. If you haven't done your homework, that's okay. We're going to do it now. Colossians 3. So first of all, I'm just going to read these introduction, this introduction to this letter that Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. He says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. I'm going to take some literary license. I'm going to put the word apart in there. Set apart your hearts on things above. Be set apart by setting your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And set apart your minds. I'm adding the word apart in. Set apart your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Be set apart in your thinking as well. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. In other words, be holy. Be holy. Be a set apart people. Be a kadosh people. And in this pursuit of holiness, as we go through this series, it would be our joy as a preaching team that out of it you would find some things you're like, I'm going to stop that and I'm going to start that. I'm going to stop that and I'm going to start that. Because the pursuit of holiness, this call from 1 Peter that says, be holy in all you do. It means you have to stop some stuff and you have to start some stuff. Not out of some sense of legalism that God's going to bash you over the head if you don't do it. No, out of a sense of he in all of his glory. In his feet washing, creative, miraculous glory. Draws our hearts to say, you know what? I want my life to be a better representation of the life that he has and he has given to me. In Colossians, it goes on. He says, put to death. In other words, stop whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Look, don't lie to each other. You've taken off your old self with its practices. You've put on the new self. You know, if you're new to church, you kind of think, oh, I was wondering when they were going to get the list of sins out that I need to. This is, this is because you stop doing this. You create a better life for you. You create a better household for your family to grow up in. You create a better society for us all to live in. When we take these things and we stop them. If we can just have, I've turned it into a checklist for you. If we could kick that porn addiction. If we could stop 
seeking to have sexual relationships outside of a loving, committing marriage. If we can learn to take control of our minds when that stuff appears on the TV that we maybe, maybe, if it's not helping us, that greed, those extra things that we want or that money that we keep to ourselves that maybe God wants us to give to be generous to someone else in need. That anger, everything from shouting at stupid car drivers when they cut me up on my bike, yeah, or stupid cyclists as they cut you up on their bike, to those annoying arguments that you have, or that seething that goes on inside with that work colleague because they just wind you up. No, put these things to death. The slander, I've chucked in gossip there because the, the technical meaning of slander means it's saying something about someone that isn't true. Yeah, well, gossip might be true, but it's still not helpful and it's still not nice. Filthy language, oh, convicted. Lying. You know, one of the first things that God did for me the day after I miraculously got saved was put a conviction in my heart that lying wasn't good for me. The lying wasn't good for the situations I faced and that honesty and integrity was the way forward. And I do my best, my best. None of that creates healthy friendships. None of that creates healthy family. None of that creates healthy society. And none of that pleases a God who is set apart. Be set apart. Don't be like these things. But at the same time, and I love this, I love the fact that Paul doesn't just kind of turn this into this some kind of like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this religion or faith. Or, he, he doesn't leave it there. He's like, no, 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 no. Yes, take this sin seriously because it will, it will wreck your life and it will pull you apart. But just as we see in, in Pope Francis kneeling, just as we see in Faraha's parents going out, just as we see in Jesus, yes, live a set-apart life. Don't indulge in these things that are unhealthy, that are sinful in God's sight and, and, and just so not good for us. But start this. Stop this. Start this. Stop this. Start this. Therefore, this just follows on from that. As God's chosen people, holy, set apart. Can I have the, can I have the verse up? Nope. Nope. That was it. The verses. Thank you. That one. Great. As God's chosen people, holy, set apart, dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, if you want to be holy, over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. God has made you holy by calling you into his family. You are holy in that you are set apart. 
But you know, the Sabbath day is still the Sabbath day, even if stuff goes on it when it's not holy. And you can live a life that is not set apart. Follow Jesus. Well, I don't think you can really. I think if you're following Jesus, then you're going to stop that and you're going to start that. That doesn't mean any of us are perfect. <laughs> the irony of imperfect people trying to preach on holiness, but it's fine. But I'm, I am holy. I am set apart. In all my imperfection, I am set apart. So I want you to now, can I have the next slide? Thank you. Sorry, the next one. We're going to have a moment rather than just kind of going over it very, very, very quickly. I want you to pick one thing from each list. This isn't a magic trick. I want you to pick one thing from each list. And we're going to, as a congregation, say to God, God, would you help me to stop this? Would you help me to stop this? And then maybe it's not on that list, but you know God's speaking to you about it. And then I want you to pick something from the other list. Say, God. And it may not be a start. It may be a growing in that area. God, would you help me? Would you help me to start this? Just take a few minutes. If you are physically able um, and up for doing something a bit weird, I'd like you to kneel with me. God, in response to your glorious holiness, in response to how you are set apart, that you are holy, we also want to be holy in all we do. We long to be set apart. And yet those words of Paul the Apostle in Romans 7. Oh, the good that I want to do, I find so hard to do. And, and, and the evil that I really, really don't want to do. Why do I find myself doing it? God, we thank you that your word is real. 
It speaks to real struggles within us. God, I want to be set apart. I want to be set apart in my language. I don't want to be using words that I probably wouldn't use if I knew you were in the room. Lord, for every person who's kneeling because of the stuff they look at on their computers and their smartphones that they just know is not what is part of building a healthy life. For every person who suffers with, struggles with anger, every person who, who longs and lusts for that next material thing, or struggles to give because money has a grip on them. Or, the, or those of us that, 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 that gossip and speak badly about other people, Lord. God, we confess it to you. We confess it to you as sin, which simply means falling short of God's very best standard for us. And we pray, come Holy Spirit. We pray, come Holy Spirit and give us the strength and the power to be the holy set-apart people that you have called us to be. Not holier than thou, but holy because thou art holy. We humble ourselves, recognizing that we fall short of your glorious standard. But the Bible says, he exalts the humble. And whilst our God wants us to take sin seriously, he doesn't want us to be in a place that simply is always about this thing I'm struggling with or that thing I'm struggling with. He wants us to overcome it, that we might live a life for him. Let us stand. Let us be exalted. He is the one who lifts up the lowly, who exalts the humble. And now as we're just going to finish with, with singing a song, I want you to think about what is on your start this list. We've dealt with the list on the left. Well, we've had a moment. You might need some help dealing with some of it. You might need an honest conversation with someone. This morning will be a good time. This is a church where you can be honest and you can be open and you're not going to be judged. But as we respond about giving our all to God, being holy, it's not just stopping stuff. It's starting something as well. Whatever it is, for me, God, I'd say, God, would you help me to put on love more often and to walk in that love and act in that love? Whether you're saying, God, help me to be more gentle, help me to be more patient, let us dedicate it as we sing this to God and make this a holy moment now.